Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live, a question and answer show exclusive to OnlyFans and Miami Dolphins Discord server. Now here's your host, Alf. And we're on and welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live, the only show that you can participate on if you are a member of our Discord. You can't participate on this show uh, any other way unless you are a member of our Discord. If you want to become a member of our Discord, you can come to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFins. And you can become a member there for $3 a month. That's, again, discord.gg forward slash OnlyFins. This show is also also brought to you by Factor Meals. You can go to factormeals.com forward slash three yards per carry five zero. That's the number three yards per carry five zero. And use the same promo code, the number three yards per carry five zero. And you get 50% off your first order. I am also a customer there, by the way. I just finished having, uh, I had a beef macaroni with zucchini is what I had. It was pretty damn good. And of course, uh, dietsmoke.com, use the promo code WADDLE. As in Jalen Waddle. So you use the promo code Waddle and you get 50% off any one item. Uh, that's where you go shop for your THC products and edibles and shroom products. All right. So I was thinking, you know, what you know, what am I going to talk about today on OnlyFans? So I was, you know, today, this morning I woke up and I did my, uh, my show prep, which is essentially just pouring myself a cup of coffee and sitting here at my at my desk and wondering what the hell am I going to talk about today on OnlyFans Q&A Live and I was thinking you know what let's talk about potential staff changes but the Dolphins never do do they never do disappoint do they right they they always have one up their sleeves so I like to thank the Miami Dolphins for their for providing content pretty much damn near all year long and, of course, today, uh, they mutually, well, that's what they say. But they have mutually agreed to part ways with defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Since then, we've learned that several players, including including Javon Holland and his father, Robert Holland, weren't big fans of old Vic. We knew Jalen Ramsey was kind of lukewarm to him. All, all you could do is just look at the interviews that Jalen Ramsey has done in the last two or three months. Well, every time he's act about, asked about Vic Fangio, he's kind of lukewarm on it and really doesn't, you know, didn't elaborate too much on the questions he was he was asked. And he just said, yeah, you know, uh, when they asked him about traveling with, uh, you know, with the other team's best wide receiver after he did it successfully one time against uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, he essentially just says, oh, you know, the coaches say what they want to, you know, they, what they want us to do. And we have to do what they say. Uh, you never really got the sense that this was a group of players that was completely bought into Vic Fangio and his ways. We do know what happened with Cam Smith. Okay? Um, I know what I'm looking at, and everybody else knows what they're looking at. He had a promising training camp. Okay? And 
he played well in the preseason games. And what happened? Got buried in the depth chart. Look, uh, a defensive coordinator cannot be insubordinate to their head coach, to his head coach, and his general manager. We already had one instance before where another head coach was refusing to play Jalen Phillips a lot of uh, you know a lot of snaps. He wanted to have use him more as a specialist. We later learned that that head coach Brian Flores was not exactly a big fan of Jalen Phillips or the draft pick in general. We know that same head coach was insisting on playing Jason McCourty ahead of Javon Holland when all the evidence to the contrary said that Javon Holland should have been the starter from day one. He eventually took over as a starter when Jason McCourty got hurt and out for the year. Never forget that, that Javon Holland's snap counts went up as a starter as soon as Jason McCourty got injured. You cannot have that. You cannot have a defensive coordinator that is just going to you know, be insubordinate to his head coach or his general manager. If your general manager asks you to play a younger player, you play him, period. Okay? He's the one putting the team together. His head is on the line with every single one of his, uh, of his draft picks or his free agency signings. Okay? Emmanuel Ogba, for everything we might say about Emmanuel Ogba, he was extremely productive this season in the limited snaps he got. He was buried in the depth chart all year long, and lo and behold, he was extremely productive in those few snaps. He just couldn't take to the system. I say horse shit. Vic Fangio's bread and butter, at least it became his bread and butter, on this team was a 50 front. If Emmanuel Agba can't play in a 50 front, then I don't know where the hell he can play in. Uh, because 50 fronts are the easiest things to play as an edge player. Emmanuel Agba could have played much more than he did. Would have saved some of the tread on the tires of our edge players. I always felt that, you know. And look, if you're the defense corner, you got to control that shit. It has to be up to you to tell your personnel guy, for the most part it was Ronaldo Hill this year, look, we're playing these guys way too many snaps. We got to incorporate a third defensive tackle here. We got to incorporate a third edge rusher here. Let's use a specialist on third downs sometimes. Let's keep these snap counts down a little bit. Instead, no, uh, the exact opposite occurred on this defense. Uh, I said earlier on OnlyFans this week, um, I ran a poll. Most of you wanted to see a second year of, of Vic Fangio and how it would turn out. I said, man, I can make a very, very strong case case uh, to fire him for cause. And I not that I feel vindicated about it, but I feel fine about him not being the defensive coordinator anymore. I will say this, Chris Kaufman... Uh, you know how everybody's, oh, I had it first. I, uh, Chris Kaufman had it first, okay? As long as 10 days ago, he was saying he was telling our vetted members on, on OnlyFans that don't be surprised if he's not brought back and that the word around the building was he would not be brought back. He was right. So anyway, we're going to get to some of you. You're going to have questions about who's going to be the new defense coordinator. I have my own thoughts on that. Um. If we're just talking about best candidate available, I've been advocating for this guy since like 2018, and that's uh, James Becker, or B- James Becker, 
I think is how you how you pronounce it. He is currently the linebackers coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. He believes in playing big nickel. He's really really creative as far as how he uses uh, nano blitzes and nickel blitzes and how he uses uh, big nickel playing three safeties at the same time. Uh, he plays a lot of dime. Uh, I basically agree with his philosophies on as far as coverages. So I would like him to get a lot of consideration. But in my opinion, I think that they're going to look within. They don't want. Uh, they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want too many changes. Um, I would say that somebody like Chris Richard would be a, a candidate. Sean Desai, obviously a candidate. Uh, they all essentially run pretty much the same kind of system. But if I had to, you know, say one guy is the leader in the clubhouse, I think Anthony Campanelli has, you know, he's worked up to this. It's his next natural, how, how should I say this? It's, it's the progression of his career. It's where he should be going next. He should be a defensive coordinator. I think, I think he makes a lot of sense. He really does. He makes a lot of sense to be hired from within. It's not, you know, you're not going to cause a lot of changes. You're not going to tear apart the entire roster. You're not going to be firing staff and hiring new staff if you bring them in. If you bring in other coaches, yes, uh, you know, some some other coaches like some some people have said, "Oh, how about Wake Martindale?" Well, you would be changing the entire system completely, okay, to begin with. Second of all, you'd be firing like half the coaches. So I would say that's a no. That's a strong no. Uh, Chris Richard, by the way, uh, he comes from Legion of Boom. They played a lot of cover three. Uh, in my opinion, I've always thought this, especially when, when we had Xavier Howard here healthy. I don't know if he's going to be on here next year. But I will say this. Uh, this team is really, really suited to play a lot of cover three. Nobody teaches cover three better than Chris Richard. Uh, remember, that was his thing with the Legion of Boom. So, they're going to, look, it's the Miami Dolphins. They got deep pockets. It's a good place to come coach. Uh, Mike McDaniel is a very, very accommodating coach. If they do go out, out of house, um, you know, and they're going to sign somebody off the street. They're going to go the full candidate search. I can honestly tell you, they'll get who they want. But I think this is one of those situations where they're going to go and hire from within. And that would make Anthony Campanelli, in my opinion, the leader in the clubhouse. All right, we're going to go to some of you that have been waiting patiently in the queue. And as I bring you up, just identify yourself so that way the audience knows who you are. All right, you are up. Uh, note one, um, I have a question about the offense uh, as we painfully watch these playoffs and see – uh, all of these teams where the tight ends are making plays in the passing game. And given our, you know, cap situation and free agents and big decisions, how do you envision us addressing the tight ends so that the tight ends become more of a viable part of the, the passing game? Look, uh, we know that they, they, tr- they, they were in, let's just say that they were in on a possible trade for Darren Waller. So they were looking at this situation long before uh, this past year where we saw the production that the tight ends gave us, which was essentially none, nothing. They're decent blockers. Julian Hill, Jerm Smythe is a good blocker. 
I think they're going to address it this offseason for sure. And I think they'll use a draft pick on it. So here's the thing about uh, the tight end crop this year. It's extremely top-heavy with the best prospect we've had coming out since, I want to say T.J. Hawkinson, because T.J. Hawkinson had a lot of hype. Okay, Kyle Pitts, I, I consider Kyle Pitts like a hybrid. I really didn't consider him too much of a tight end. He was like a, a you know, in fact, uh, during that run, run up to the draft, I kept calling him a pass catcher because he was like a hybrid wide receiver tight end. I would say TJ Hawkinson was the last tight end that had as much hype as Brock Bowers has this year. But I think there's a gulf between Brock Bowers and everybody else. So you're talking about using a day two pick somewhere in day two. To go get your tight end where that you're going to incorporate into the group. But I think they address that, and they must address it. I do not think that they'll address it in free agency. Unless maybe, you know, you never know. Look, Dalton Schultz is going to be available. Does he come cheap? I don't know. I think the Texans are going to want to keep him. And if they're going to, if they're going to compete for him, that's somebody that the Dolphins will not get in the market for. They just, they're in no position to win any bidding wars, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. They're going to have to have guys come in for concessions. Guys are going to have to say, look, you know, I'll play for this. And I'll come in and I'll play for this. Other than that, uh, big expenditures, no. Uh, A first-round pick, uh, unless Brooke Bauer somehow drops to them at 21. Uh, Other than that, no, I think you're looking at a day-two pick, and I think they will will address the position for sure this offseason. But with a young guy. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, as I bring you up, nobody wants to ask about about Vic Fangio, about the DCs. Uh, I think this guy will. All right, you got to unmute yourself uh, and then identify yourself for the audience. This is going to be two for two, Scuba. Uh, last week you came up here and you had all kinds of issues with your mic and you couldn't get on. Are is that? Are you repeating that once again? Yeah. No, no, not this time. We're all good to go, Alf. All right, uh, scuba peg here. Um, so, uh, happy uh, farewell Fangio Day uh-huh. to uh, all those who celebrate. Um, so, I've, I've got a couple questions. Uh, one is, you know, Mike McDaniel, I think fair to say at this point, uh, the guy's a player's coach. We know that he's going to at least listen to his players. But how much weight do you think they would carry in this conversation in terms of picking the new defensive coordinator? Um, and do you think it'll, this will be a solely a Mike McDaniel hire, or do you think this will be more of a tandem? Uh, here's, here's what I see here. Okay. If they bring back Kristen Wilkins, it's going to come back with about $65 million in guaranteed money. They already have, Damn near what twenty in Jalen Ramsey. They're trying to lock up another thirty million in guarantees to Javon Holland uh, very soon. Here, uh, I think he gets a contract. By the way, uh, he has so many fans in that building; they're going to pay him. So, you're not going to get those guys' uh, input on this. You're going to want to get your money's worth, okay? And one thing that a GM a GM hates two things: he hates when his draft picks don't get played, okay? Or when a coordinator makes an excuse to not play one of his draft picks. And he hates having his money not performing. Okay? Or on IR. Which they did a lot of that. 
You're going to pay Jason uh, Jalen Phillips here soon as well. Uh, Bradley Chubb is highly paid. If you don't think, and, and I've seen some fans say, ah, they need a disciplinarian. They already had that. If you don't think these guys are going to get consulted on the next DC, then you have no clue. Well, these guys will be consulted on the next DC. And, and I know what people are saying. Oh, my God, the, the you know... Uh, they're running the, the what do you call it the the inmates are running the, the inmates asylum. can't run the prison or, or yeah, something yeah or, 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 uh, yeah they can't run the asylum or whatever the in, inmates are running the asylum yeah uh guess what it's pro sports that's usually how it works <laughs> you know it just is what yeah. it is and and I, I i i think people kind of um underestimate how much players know like players aren't stupid they're they're not just out there uh, playing football, like they know football, they know the game, they know what they're talking about. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you know, they know. You know, if there's a coverage that they're comfortable playing in, and it's going to be successful on somebody, and they've had some success on it, you could tell. Like, hey, you know, uh, let's keep playing this. I'll never forget. Look, that, and it's hard to tell just by looking at video. Okay, but I thought it said. I thought it said, you know, volumes last year when we're in the snow in Buffalo, when they played Javon Holland as a spy and he kept having success on, on Josh Allen as he tried to scramble and then they took him off and he was on the sideline, like throwing some type of tantrum. I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts that he was telling the coaches, why did you, why did you take me off of my, he was essentially playing linebacker in that, in that game. Why did you take me out of my, my role? Against Josh, he's, he's asking. He's asking what a lot of us were asking at the time, and you know, Vic Fangio. I'm not. I'm not going to trash the man on the way out or anything, but like, kind of, kind of like going back to something you said. Like, I would if it was up to me. Like, I wouldn't have fired him necessarily. I don't think he did that bad of a job here, but like, I'm not going to miss him a ton either. There were plenty of times this this season where I'm watching games and I'm just befuddled by the decisions that he was making on defense especially in terms of like coverage oh that so, bills game that first bills game oh my god man that was, that was just that was I, I don't i don't if, if i don't if i don't ever see uh, uh justin bethel on stefan Diggs ever again I, I will be a very happy man yeah somebody thought that uh-huh. was a good idea uh, <laughs> evidently you know uh, evidently it was vic and it wasn't yeah. yeah, and 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 while we're on that topic, get get Eli Apple out of here. There's there's no need for him to be here anymore. I don't ever want. I don't want to see him play football again. I am uh, Eli Apple. My he is God. he is currently at the airport. Uh, I can report. Thank that. God. Thank you. Okay. Um, uh, all right, Scuba. I, you got anything I, else? I guess, yeah, yeah. Well, one one more quick one because uh, you mentioned um, Anthony Campanelli. Um, and listen, we we've talked before about you know he was growing up. LT was his favorite player. Clearly, he grew up a New York Giants fan. And I believe I read somewhere that the Giants were reaching yep. out to to interview him. Mm-hmm. How concerned would you be that if Miami decided you're our guy, he <coughs> might say, thank you for the offer. I appreciate it, but home is calling. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. You know what? Yeah, I thought about that too and and maybe it would happen, but you don't know who's behind the scenes, you know. I'm not, I don't know if he's married or not, but maybe his wife was like, you know, fuck New York. What the fuck <laughs> are we going to New York? You know? And think about it. Uh we, he uh let's say it comes with a 1.5 million dollar salary to be and that's kind of generous for a first time DC, by the way. But let's say it came with that, and he goes to New York. His accountant is going to tell him, look, if you take that salary in Miami, you get to keep about 65% of all that money. In New York, you're keeping about 40% of it. So what's better, 65% or 40% but you're at home? You know? Man, I love our tax system. Yes. <laughs> yes. Money talks, bullshit walks, walks a marathon, all right? So it's as simple as that, okay? So there's a lot of considerations. Now, do they pay? Do they offset it? Maybe. You know, so we shall see. And remember, these guys get paid differently uh, than players. Remember, players only get paid for the play for the games that they play uh, in Florida, and then when they go to Texas, it's, it's that tax system, and then they go to California, it's that tax system, and it's 17 checks, right? Right. Uh, oh, it's actually two. Uh, it's uh, let me see, nine, ten. It's actually 11 checks because they get paid every two weeks and they get two checks during training camp. So it's 11. Uh, DCs, coaches, uh, staff, they all get, they get paid year-round. So that's different. Okay? They do not get game checks. Players get game checks. So 
yeah, there. that's a good point. So that's that's a good point. So for OTAs, camp, all of that, all that shit, you know, taxes matter. So if it comes down to money, I think he stay. He'll take this job, you know. But we shall see. We shall see. All right, Alf. That's all I got, man. Thank you for having me on. All right, man. All right, as I bring you up, and then I'm going to answer some some questions in the chat, but I'm going to bring them one last guy. Uh, identify yourself so that way the audience knows who you are, and then I'm just going to dive into the questions in the chat, and we'll call uh, it a show. V-Sniper, v hey. back again. Um, You were talking about Fangio's salary. You said it was a 3.5 and then $4 million bonus. Was that an extra $4 million in bonus or just no, up $4 to, million up to $4 million. altogether? Yeah. Oh, so that so he does that make him the high the highest paid coordinator in football? Yes. Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He um, the highest he was paid. He was essentially paid like a head coach. He was paid essentially the same amount of money that he was offered when he was the head coach in Denver. Well, what taxes he was probably making more than right? Yeah. Well, I don't know what the Colorado tax system uh, is. But. Colorado, I think, is pretty friendly. So. So pretty much the same money. Um, you were talking about this James Betcher guy, uh -huh. Betcher. If he, you think if he came on, then that, that, wouldn't you think that's kind of like a slap for Campanelli since they're basically the same position? Yes, yes. If they brought in, uh, yeah, you can almost guarantee that. If they brought in James Becker, uh, I, I don't know if it's Becker or Becker or Betcher. I think it's Betcher. B e t t c h e r. So it's Betcher. Bet, bet, Betcher. I don't know. Yeah, they're bringing J Jim, uh, James Betcher. Uh, yeah, I can almost guarantee that. Anthony Campanelli will be elsewhere. Like, that's a fact. And by the way, uh, they would teach the linebacking position a little bit differently as well. So, yeah, I think Anthony Campanelli will be gone if they brought him in. Um, now, people are saying, oh, wait a minute, isn't, isn't this just Alf talking about his preferred D.C. candidate since I've mentioned him since, like, 2018? I wanted to hire him in 2018. Okay. Yeah. So you know, there's a there is a long. Uh, in fact, you could go back to some of our three yards per carry episodes from like 2018 when we're hiring DCs, and you could go back to what I was saying about the position. I've been wanting to hire this guy f forever, ever since I saw his defenses in in Arizona play. Okay. Uh, here's the problem with that, and you know. Some would say, oh, you know, that's just Alf with his preferred candidate. There is a tie-in to the 49ers here, okay? So there is a lineage that could see him getting hired. Uh, the problem I see with it is if he does come in, there's going to be some vast changes to the staff, and I don't think they want to do that. I think they want to be – they want to have a little bit more continuity so they'll keep most of the staff. That's why I think Anthony Campanelli is probably the leader in the clubhouse right now. Interesting not hearing about Amaruno and having uh, uh, head coaching interviews. I haven't seen his name at all. He was hot last year. Yeah, now I'll say this. If Lou Anarumo gets a job somewhere as a head coach, forget about Betcher. He's going to be the defensive coordinator in Cincinnati. If you hear all the, the Bengals beat guys talk about it, they consider him the, the, the heir apparent. If Lou Anarumo is, you know, retires or – or he takes a head coaching job somewhere, they expect him to become the DC. So, you know, he's so to lure Betcher is going to take uh, a little bit more than, than just offering the job. 
Because I think he's probably weighing that. You know what? I'm probably the DC here. I'm the heir apparent. And I'm under Lou Anarumo. So I'm in a pretty good spot to be in as of right now. You know? Cincinnati is very averse to firing coaches. Remember, they had Marvin Lewis for a thousand years. So it stands to reason they're going to keep their guy right now. What, what's his name? Uh, the former Dolphins QB coach. Zach, Zach Taylor. Yeah, Zach Taylor. So it stands to reason they're going to keep Zach Taylor around for a while. So that's a that's an attractive job, man. If you're better. Quarterbacks. You're yeah, no. quarterbacks coach on our Feldman. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's a really attractive job for a DC, man. You get to be under Zach Taylor for, for a long, long time. You got some talent on that defense. You know, they have a good quarterback. You could be around for a really long time as a DC and build your own resume up to get your own head coaching job. So he's in a good spot. The only way I think you lure him is by offering him the DC job and some money. Uh, so it, it'll take some doing. But this is just me talking about my preferred candidate. Uh, not that mm-hmm. that it's going to happen. Uh, in fact, I would say, like I said, I, I think it's unlikely to happen because. Uh, I don't think they want to upset the apple cart too much. Uh, you know, they want to keep as much continuity as possible. And Betcher would bring in his own guys, uh, mostly glad- linebacker and edge guys. You know, to you know, yeah. as far as staff. You think uh, Leslie Leslie Frazier gets a look or no? He makes so much sense. You know, although his style of defense is different, man. Like you know, it's it's unlike anything uh, we've had here. It's even different, more different than than what Fangio had. So, you know, I'm I'm not so sure, but he is adaptable. He's a hell of a coach. That's a fact. He is. A yeah, hell I don't of a know. Coach. It seemed like he packed it in last year after he wasn't getting head coaching interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd be afraid of any of these, you know, older guys. You know, man. You know, we already tried it with Vic Fangio, the odd couple thing. Let's, you know, in my opinion, let's go get. You know, let's go get a guy who fits personality-wise with Mike McDaniel. You know, and so they could play; they could work a little bit more hand and glove. I and look, I want to be honest about this. I didn't like when when we learned in in training camp. We learned that McDaniel was coming in at about four in the morning, right? He was getting in there really, really early, and then Vic Fangio was getting in like around two or one. And that a lot of their time together was not overlapping. Like one guy was leaving the building as the other guy, other guy was in. I did not like hearing about that, man. I want my. And that's weird, right? It is very weird. weird. And they admitted it to it. They admitted to it in training camp. You know, I, I don't like that, man. I like my my head coach in the DC to be working hand in hand. They should be together in that building twenty four seven. You know? Yeah, along with the the GM as as well, I would think he'd be especially around training camp time when you're you know evaluating the roster and the talent and yeah, who had a good day, who didn't have a good day, who you know, yeah, any and, waiver wire pickups we're looking at, you know, like yeah, and you could tell that Mike McDaniel was like a really obsessive guy, you know, when they lost that game against Tennessee, you could tell he didn't go home, like if you're watching yeah, Hard didn't Knocks, go home. Yeah, didn't go home, <laughs> yeah. It's obvious he didn't go home. So so it was one of those things where he just crossed the – and by the way, for those that don't know, uh, that haven't been down here, you can walk out of Hard Rock Stadium and walk right into the facility. It's as simple as that. Now, I'm certain that the, the coaches, you know, they just get in their car and drive the block. Like, why the hell would you walk the block? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's right there. It's obvious to me that Mike McDaniel didn't go home after that Tennessee game, right? So, yep. so you know, they're very – different personality wise you know there's something to be said to having two guys that are of similar age as well 
That's one thing about yeah. Betcher. Betcher's 45 years old, so he, he would fit in perfectly with McDaniel. I believe McDaniel is how old? 42? 43? Something like that? I don't, so, I don't remember his age. Yeah, so he would be pretty close in age. Let me let me, let me me get him up here. I'm Googling it right now. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, Mike McDaniel is 40. Yeah, forty. Yep. Man, they got it. They got to change that picture on Wikipedia. He looks like he's twelve in that picture. <laughs> in, in Wikipedia, man. So yeah, he's yep. forty. So yeah, forty, forty-five. That's you know, that's better than forty and what? How old is Fangio? Ninety-six. So, I thought he was like fifty-three or something like that. Fifty-four. Yeah, uh, I don't know. but he's uh, old soul. Yeah. Like, how old is Fangio? That's that's a great question. Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio. We're, we're doing this thing where we're just looking up 65. 65. 65 years old. Yeah, 65 and 40. Yep. Uh, that's Those are different ages, man. You know? I, w- I wonder if, like, with McDaniel, the obsessiveness about, you know, the Tennessee loss and, like, not sleeping, if that becomes, like, a detriment to him a little bit. Well, he's 40. He can handle it right now. You know? Yeah, but uh, you know, you just hope he doesn't burn out. I guess. Yeah, no, of course, of course. All right, man, you got anything else before I dive into all of these uh, questions in the chat? Does Does X have any trade value whatsoever? Do you think? Yes. Uh, now, don't get too excited. It's not like we're breaking the bank here. It's not like we're seventh go round get... pick. Yeah, <laughs> may nah. That's it. I think if you could get a fourth, you're you're dancing in the streets. Uh, oh, hell yeah, of course. You know, more likely yeah. like a fifth. It's that, that, that contract, man. But somebody's going to look at him and say, you know what? He could play for us. He could help us. You know? Um, cool. You know, uh, think about think about it this way. The Cowboys paid a fifth for, for Gilmore. Gilmore's a free agent. Will they just roll over another fifth-round pick for Xavier Howard? Yeah, why not? And he fits that system perfectly, man. Perfectly. Ooh. Him and Deron Bland? Yeah. Perfect. They might lose. They might lose the 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 DC though. He might be going to Seattle. I would think, right? Yeah, Dan Quinn, possibly. Dan Quinn. All right, man. Well, I'm gonna dig. All right, man. Thank you. I'm gonna dig into all of these questions in the chat, and that we'll call it a show. Uh, Somebody asked. So, what's happening? Anything new? Nope, nothing new. Uh, Do you think our defensive backs will play more fluidly under year two of Fangio? They'll be awesome. They won't allow a touchdown next season. Now that we're starting to hear the most uh, rationalizations that it was a bad personality fit, players didn't get along with, with Fangio, question the scheme, etc. How much do you ding Greer McDaniel for for going with him to begin with? Not like it was a mystery who you were hiring. Uh, yeah, like they evidently did not uh, dig into it deep enough or talk about it amongst themselves. And sometimes, you know, they're thinking about, yeah, you know, our head coach, Mike McDaniel, doesn't have an ego, but our players do. And they did not foresee it being a terrible fit with the players. Uh, what scheme actually fits the players we have best? What DC can maximize what we have, especially since we we will not have the cash place for significant outside improvements. Uh, if you have two very good edge players, you want to play 50 fronts, okay? 50 fronts uh, entail essentially uh, – those two guys as outside linebackers, you play two defensive tackles and you have a nose tackle, okay? And you always shade and play a three-tech to the field side. 
So what DCs fit that? Damn near all of them in the Fangio mold. Wink Martindale does not fit that at all. Period. So forget all those Wink Martindale fantasies. Okay? Uh, it's a terrible fit for the personnel. So you want guys that are in that Fangio mold. Desai, Campanelli, uh, Brandon Staley, uh, Chris Richard. Chris Richard, remember, like I said, he's a cover three guy. Uh, he was with the Legion of Boom. Yes, he he's a, he's a fit as well. So, all right, uh, next question. What does this mean for Cam Smith opposite Ramsey next year? Cam Smith will be starting opposite of Jalen Ramsey next year. I can, uh, I'll take your bets. Uh, I got it at minus 1,100 right now. He is an overwhelming favorite to be the starter opposite of Jalen Ramsey. Uh, next question. Alf, seems like there was a lot of issue with Fangio and personnel. The obvious candidate is Campanelli. And I know I've asked, asked this before, but if the scheme stays the same, we cannot allow teams to dink and dunk down the field on our defense and give up multiple crossing routes. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with all of that. Um, Campanelli, uh, you ask uh, what will Campanelli do that will be different? Uh, it's new blood. It's a younger guy that's more adept to, to making changes and adapting his scheme. So it won't be a guy that would just sit there all game like he did against the Chargers and say, I'm going to play these light boxes and I don't give a crap if you run the ball for 5,000 yards on me, but I'm going to sit in this. It'll be a guy that, yes, he's averse to blitzing, but he might draw up a game plan against the Ravens that's going to call for his blitzes on 70% of the snaps. You know what I mean? Uh, all right, uh, next question. With Campanelli's scheme-diverse experience, do you believe he can call a good game against the likes of Buffalo or Baltimore? I don't know. You have to actually see it happen, right? So I have no idea. Anyone got any fixes for the audio? Uh, everybody else is listening to me. Uh, as I can see, I have no complaints right now. Uh, do you think uh, the signing that turned into a regrettable one-night stand with JPP had anything to do with Fangio? Do you think it has any, any effect on Wilkins' negotiations? Uh, I think it changes some things for, for Wilkins. Um, you know, Does it mean that he'll be back here? Uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, I do know he's more of a Greer guy than he was a Fangio guy. That's a fact. Uh, Fangio was trying to cut his snaps earlier in the year. Uh, so we shall see. Uh, with Wilkins, that's a mystery. We'll learn more as as we get closer to March. Uh, with Campanelli being brought in under floors and being under that blitz-heavy defense for two years, do you think his scheme will be more like Boyer's or more like Fangio's? Uh, also, please tell me on the appeal of the, uh, the Sean Desai and Leslie Frazier consider that they weren't officially fired at their last jobs. Uh, I can't I can't really sell either guy because I'm not selling either guy. Uh, as far as Campanelli's, um, just because he was brought under Boyer doesn't mean that that's his system. He coaches linebackers. Uh, most linebacking, linebacker coaches are more in the Fangio mold of the Phil Scrape type. Uh, you got to understand that Boyer's system and what floor is installed here didn't really buy too much into too much linebacker play. It, it simplified linebacker play. Uh, linebacking coaches like to teach coverages. So, you know, Fangio, a Fangio-style defense is more, uh, asks more of their inside linebackers So and of the linebackers in general. So Campanelli would, I think, would be some type of hybrid of the two coaches, which is a good thing. Um... Uh, let me see. As yeah, somebody's just making a comment on on the on the scores, 
Um, the job security of the staff and talent knowledge of the players will be a huge downgrade going to the New York Giants. Yeah, people are making statements as far as if he went out somewhere else. Uh, I'm getting a wide receiver free agency question. Uh, I like Curtis Samuel, but you know that's that's for another that's for another show. Uh, do you think it's likely that we cut X and he resigns for ten, twelve million? Doubt it. Hard to see him getting more than that from anyone. Remember, he, uh, any of any of his salary should be offset. So, uh, whatever he's owed, uh, that comes out of somebody else's pocket, um, or it comes out of our pocket, and then anybody else is paying the difference. So, uh, there's really no such thing as just getting cut and taking a, a pay cut. You know, well, if X is cut, he's elsewhere next year. Uh, I think that's my that's my opinion on it. All right, we're going to call it a day right here. We're going to call it a show. Uh, we are with you every single Wednesday on our Discord OnlyFans. If you want to become a member of our Discord, you go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. And you could join for $3 a month. See you next week. Thanks for listening to OnlyFans Q&A Live. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.